0: Welcome to the Simply Nourished podcast with Alexa and Ciara, where we talk about all things nutrition, wellness, healthy habits, and more.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back. Today we're gonna be talking about dieting, lifestyle change, and sustainability. So to start, I wanna define dieting. So this is just right off Google, a couple definitions. So the first one being the kind of foods that a person, animal, or community habitually eats. And the second one being a special course of food to which one restricts oneself, either to lose weight or for medical reasons. These are just very different meanings, and it's important to tell the difference between these two. I completely agree. And before we get started, I think something we just want to
0: address is that throughout the episode, as we do discuss dieting, the main definition we'll be talking about is that second definition that you read off, the one that involved restriction and the goal of it being to lose weight or for medical reasons. So that's just an important thing to be able to separate the two different meanings of diet.
1: So... Some of the different kinds of fad diets that have been really popular lately or within the past decade or so, Uh, we just kind of wanted to talk about some of these.
0: A few that I'm most familiar with, and I'm sure you guys are too, that have been circulating involve keto, which involve high fat, moderate protein, and very low carbohydrates. The Atkins diet, which is low carbohydrates and high protein. Paleo, which is pretty much the idea that you're eating what was eaten during the Paleolithic era. So meat, fish, nuts, seeds, veggies, fruits, healthy fats, oils, eggs, seafoods, and also avoiding grains, sugars, and artificial sweeteners, also dairy, legumes, and highly processed foods. Another one is South Beach, which I actually haven't heard of in a really long time, which today CR and I discovered started in 2003, which we were a little surprised by. We kind of figured it was more of like a 90s trend. Yeah, I
1: thought it was older.
0: So South Beach is another one, and it has three phases. So the first phase involves cutting out almost all carbohydrates and eating lean protein and high fiber The second phase phase two begins adding back in healthy carbs and phase three is you continue for life so
1: (laughs) keep doing what you're doing
0: (laughs) i think something that is notable of all of the diets we just mentioned is that they all involve restriction so we all know that restricting yourself sucks And it's not only physical restriction, but it's also mental restriction. Something that people forget a lot of the time when they're dieting is that you can go home and eat your pre-made Atkins diet food alone. But, you know, during the holidays and summertime when there's a lot of family events going on and you're passing up on small snacks and treats that people are bringing to share with you, I mean, not only are you not physically enjoying the food, the taste of the food, but mentally you feel upset. I mean, at least I know. I mean, I think we've all been there and we've all tried to diet in a restrictive way before knowing the impact of it on ourselves. Yeah, but I, I mean, feel- I've definitely been there.
1: I think people really feel left out and it, it'll it get to you after a while. I mean, maybe you can stick it out for a while, but eventually you're going to not only just crave those foods physically, but also just mentally, so.
0: Completely, and I think the most popular diet or at least the very big fad right now, is definitely keto. And CR is a registered dietitian, so we aren't just pulling these facts out of nowhere. CR is highly educated <laughs> on this topic. I just kind of wanted to single this one out because most of the people I see right now who are doing some sort of diet that they think is good for them, good for their body, actually could in the long run be really damaging to their insides. So Ciara, could you tell us a little bit about keto and... everything that's going on with it really
1: yeah (laughs) definitely one of the most popular questions i get lately not even just from clients but also from facebook friends messaging me or people on snapchat messaging me Um, lots of people are very curious about this and lots of people are doing it and it's scary because a lot of celebrities are even endorsing it and people who don't have backgrounds in nutrition so basically keto like we mentioned before is very high fat, moderate protein, and very, very low carb. Like we talked about, it's restrictive. So that's kind of the first thing that stands out to me is we are restricting ourselves from carbohydrates, which our body needs carbohydrate. It's our main energy source. So when we eat very high fat and very low carb, our body switches its fuel from carbohydrates to ketones, which are made from fat. And then our body goes into a state of ketosis. And this is generally where people feel very, like, fluish and kind of sick. And that's kind of the keto flu that people talk about. But there are other things that come along with keto. I mean, it makes your electrolytes fluctuate a lot, which can cause issues with, like, your sodium balance and things. I also wanna mention. One thing that this diet is used for in the medical community, it's used to treat children with epilepsy. It's actually been proven to help treat seizures and prevent seizures. So I actually did a rotation at Boston Children's when I was doing my internship. And I worked for a week with patients who were children who were made inpatient and then put on the keto diet. And they had epilepsy and so they were slowly putting them on keto while they monitored their labs a couple times a day they took their blood to make sure that they were okay and their electrolytes were good which really showed how much of an impact keto can have on your body it's more than just you know at face value it really does affect things in your blood and things you can't really see that are going on so another thing that i just like to mention to people is that when you're restricting foods like taking carbohydrates out of your diet um, you're likely to maybe have vitamin and mineral deficiencies because you're literally removing these foods out of your diet so you're not getting some of those things that you need we generally recommend like a very balanced diet and a variety of foods because that way we're getting all the vitamins and minerals that we need another big thing is just that it's really not sustainable for most people like we just talked about you're not going to be able to keep this up both physically and mentally. It's going to be draining for you. So I think we can both agree we probably don't recommend keto. But if that's the way that you truly choose to live and you're happy eating that way, then that's fine. But we like to... Put out a little disclaimer on that. So that was fantastic. And I like
0: how you mentioned that this diet along, I mean, other diets too, things can happen inside that you aren't always aware of because it's it's inside of you. You don't know when you're dieting what your blood levels look like. You're not taking your blood sugar every day. You don't know where your iron is at. You don't know if you're getting the correct vitamins and minerals and macronutrients you need because you can't see that every day. People complain they feel tired all the time. They don't have any energy. They feel sick sometimes. Like mm-hmm. it could be this diet error. on. You aren't a professional. So I just think that's something that's really important too is that a diet can make you lose weight. Keto can make you drop a ton of pounds in a very Mm -hmm. quick period of time, but like so can anorexia and bulimia. Mm -hmm. So it's just you have to pay attention to the way you're treating your body when you're doing these types of things because restricting your body of the things that it needs isn't safe. Yeah. And it's like you said, to reiterate, it's not sustainable at all.
1: I also kind of wonder like, what are people's actual goals for doing this? Is it to be healthy or is it to lose weight and look good? Because Think about the foods that you're eating when you're on a keto diet. It's a lot of meat and protein and saturated fat and just like a lot of usually a lot of highly processed foods, especially meats, which in the long run, like that's not good for your heart. Links to cancer. Yeah.
0: I think it all just really comes down to misinformation and people not being educated mm-hmm. because I know people that wanted to do it and they're like yeah like we just really want it we need to get healthy we need to be we need to eat healthier and I'm like have you looked at the guidelines mm-hmm. for keto
1: it's crazy it's
0: just I mean it's out of control and the girl is thin so yeah it's comes down to her literally believing that this diet is going to make her internally healthier. Like she Mm -hmm. thinks she's going to feel better. And I think people just, they want what's quick. They want what what everybody is doing. Quick fixes. Right. Which quick fixes. I mean, when was the, really, when was the last time a quick fix ever worked?
1: And I think there's been research done on this with any fad diet, but what people do is they'll lose a lot of weight quickly and then kind of keep it off for a little bit. But as soon as they start going back to their normal, regular way of eating, they gain it back and then they end up getting back even more weight. And right. that's really what often happens. Right. So I'd rather just stick to eating my balanced diet and live in my healthy life than being restricted by any of these fancy diets. What do you think? Right. No, I completely agree.
0: I mean... I've tried diets. I've never really tried keto or Atkins or paleo or anything like that, Mm -hmm. to the point where I was crazy following something like this. I mean, I've definitely done restrictive diets where I didn't eat enough because I was trying to lose weight, but that was when I was younger, like Mm -hmm. I would never do any of this now because I went to school for it, so I obviously know how to correctly, metabolically lose weight. I just couldn't imagine being like, oh no, I can't have that, I'm on keto, sorry. Yeah. Like oh, you made this for me. I'm actually not gonna eat it. I'm just gonna throw this in the trash and just. I
1: once I was at a pizza party a couple of years ago and one of the girls was on keto and she told us she had to stop on the way because she couldn't eat pizza. She had to stop and get a cheeseburger. Oh perfect. And was just like I didn't even really had know to about keto stop at that and point.
0: get a cheeseburger because yeah. I couldn't eat pizza yeah
1: come on, come on. Everybody loves pizza. (laughs) Another thing that a lot of
0: diets and some diet industry places do, which sometimes they do come from a good place trying to do this. These diets use foods that appeal to people in order to get people to do them. Mm -hmm. And it convinces people like, oh, I can have the foods that I like and this is healthy. And people think that it's okay. Yeah, definitely. they're not looking at The grand scheme of things where you're taking in 58 grams of saturated fat in a day. Yeah.
1: I think some of the good parts about some of these diets is like being more aware of what you're eating. And portion
0: control. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Adding in some of these diets like paleo and South Beach, you're eating more lean proteins and more vegetables and fruits and healthy fats. Absolutely. As
0: a matter of fact, I used to work as a weight loss consultant for Jenny Craig and although I don't work there anymore, there were a lot of things that I really liked about the way that they handled their clients and instructed them on how to lose weight safely. I didn't necessarily agree with a lot of the processing of the food there but i mean the backbone of it was smaller portions getting at least 30 minutes of exercise a day drinking water tons of water there was a list of vegetables that you could have as much as you wanted and i think that those guidelines like the structure of that was pretty good and helped a lot of people lose weight Mm -hmm. granted they were obviously buying the food and eating it but a lot of the people what they would do is they would save the containers that the frozen food would come in and they would use that to portion out their food Mm. when they were transitioning off of Jenny Craig Mm. so I think that some of these diets like you said like there are good things about it but Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of differentiating between helpful and unhealthy
1: yeah I agree. I actually remember when you got your interview there and you texted me and you said, what do you think about Jenny Craig? Have you heard anything about it? You kind of were asking if you should work there or whatever. And I honestly hadn't really looked into it much. I didn't know much about what they actually did. And I think I said, you know, why don't you work there and learn what they're all about? And if you agree with their message, then that's great. And you're helping people. So I think it worked out well. And you've helped a lot of
0: people. Yeah. And I definitely learned a lot from it. And it was great experience. But I did agree with their structure. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good and I did like how they transitioned people off in a safe way rather than just they completely ended the program. Like you would go two days on, three days on, and then like a couple days off. And so they were, it's like a helpful way. So I think things like that are safe for certain groups of people, Mm -hmm. people without any medical conditions and stuff like that, which is another thing that some people don't consider when they go to live by these diets, is you might have a medical condition that hasn't been diagnosed yet. That's so true. Like you, I mean, I don't really go to the doctor a lot, which is probably not great, Mm -hmm. but like (laughs) my doctor's far away, and my health insurance isn't great. So I don't go all the time, but like I could have an iron deficiency. And then if I go on one of these diets, you could Mm -hmm. get really sick.
1: Yeah. Any of those things where you don't even know, that's such a good point because you don't even know if you have that and you could start eating a certain way and then actually, you know, really hurt yourself. Good point. Good point. So I think moving forward, what people should do uh, to kind of lead a healthier lifestyle is look for sustainable ways to change up their habits.
0: I think a way to also really just quickly touching on this is checking where your information is coming from. So when we're asking you to find sustainable and healthy ways to live a healthier lifestyle, make sure you're not getting your information from a celebrity website or mm-hmm. like an Instagram ad or something that was click you into it. Or your friends. Or your friends, mm-hmm. yeah. No offense to your friends, but offense. I mean-
1: careful like where you get your this is
0: your body and I think people are like oh it's fine like I can stop at any time you could do some long-term damage to your body if you don't actually look into what you're putting into it and how Mm -hmm. your body is metabolizing it And we always say everyone is different and especially in dieting, everyone is so different so you can't look at one person who lost 50 pounds from whatever diet they did and think that it's going to work for you because it could have not only damaged their insides but it could also not work for you as well and you never want to base your success off of somebody else's board game because it might be completely different for you and for them. So some reputable sources to get your information from when looking to lead a sustainably healthy lifestyle include eatright.org, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, and really just anyone with credentials who are in the field of nutrition.
1: Mm -hmm. I think if you're coming across like an article that talks about nutrition or something, look at who wrote the article look at the resources. I would look up the person that wrote it and see what is their educational background. Did they go to school for nutrition? Or are they a doctor, but they're you know a therapist or something like that that's not even related. So just making sure you know where you're getting that information from. I think we can... Get
0: into the topic that we really want to talk about, which is being able to form these healthy habits and living a sustainable lifestyle. It does take, I believe we said it in our first podcast, it takes 21 days to form a habit, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. And then I also heard this one the other day, which I really liked, was 40% of what we do is habit and not actual thoughts. I like that. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. thought about it most in regards to my life. When I wake up in the morning, this is bad. When I wake up in the morning and I look at my phone. Because every morning, Mm -hmm. like right when that alarm goes off, the first thing I do is scroll through my phone. Um, And I thought about it and I was like, wait, I'm not actually even thinking about that. I literally just do it every morning.
1: There's a lot of things I think we do in the day that are similar to that. We're not even thinking about these things. Like you said, it's just habit. What we need to do is look into those habits and look into what are our negative habits and what are our positive habits. Right. It's almost like Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. Like
0: recognizing that <laughs> you have habits that you just do and you don't think about, and being able to identify those habits. And then that's where you can go into fixing them and adjusting them in order to live a healthy and sustainable lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people are often when they first start eating healthy, they're like, what should I eat? What shouldn't I eat? But it's more about in general, like, what are you doing? What are, you know, what are your portion sizes? What are you snacking on when you don't even realize it? It's Mm -hmm. like really those habits. It's not like it's not like stop eating this and you're going to be good to go. What are some tips that you do that help you live a healthier lifestyle?
0: I think just small things that I've started doing that have helped me live a healthier lifestyle like parking for, like when I park at the gym I park even farther away because like even though I'm going to the gym or anywhere that I park I try and park farther away which can annoy the person that you're with sometimes because they're like why are you parking so far away and are like oh it's just easier so things like that things like trying to make sure I include a fruit or a vegetable with every meal just because one thing kind of leads to another and obviously I'm a vegetarian so it's kind of easier for me to do that I do eat a lot of a lot of vegetables fruit is actually kind of a hard one for me when it's not mm. the summertime fun fact. yeah. Um, Things like that. I use a lot of essential oils, which for me, those are things that make me feel healthier and better Mm -hmm. and help me manage my stress and my anxiety. So even just things like that that aren't diet related, diet as in just the way that we eat, not the restrictive Mm -hmm. version, all kind of go together in a web for living a healthier lifestyle because you can eat super healthy, but if you're stressed and anxious all the time, you could still be gaining weight. So just other little things that I do and exercising every day I also try to even if it's just like walking my dog and just always giving myself credit so I say even if it's just walking my dog that counts for something yeah it's definitely hard for me to feel accomplished or at least it was I'm working on it so I've been starting to feel better but I would feel bad if I didn't go to the gym and straight train every day yeah or if I couldn't fit it all in one day so just giving yourself credit and giving your body credit for even just supporting you
1: I agree. And I think that, like you just talked about, mental health and physical health are so connected, maybe even more than people realize. Oh, too.
0: absolutely. I mean, we hold so much just going off of stress, for example. We hold so much stress in our bodies, in our muscles. That's why massages are so relaxing for people because they're really quite literally massaging the stress and the tension out of your body. It's so true. Um and when I did my yoga teacher training, my the yoga teacher trainer would always say, we hold so much stress on our hips. And it's true, my hips would I would be stressed out and you will notice that parts of you certain parts of your body really do hold types of emotions
1: my hips do that too my hips get really really tight and painful if I'm really really stressed Mm -hmm. out I noticed it in college a lot yeah
0: so I mean that stuff is just so cool to me and I would love to learn way more about it than I already do just because it's really interesting we take our bodies for granted and we are just so used to waking up in them every day but we need to pay more attention to them and Mm -hmm. we need to treat them better but anyways, trailing off a bit. Those are just some of the things that I do.
1: Well, I mean, I think you just kind of came full circle when you say we need to pay more attention to our bodies. We need to be more mindful, right? right? Exactly. Of our bodies and what we're doing and making sure we're aware of these little things that we're doing that might be setting us in the wrong direction. I think, oh, I don't know the quote. I wish I had it, but it's like, are you doing something every day that's bettering yourself and getting you to where you want to be? Or are you doing some things every day that's like putting you back and sending you backwards? So just recognizing everything you do is gonna add up. Right. I mean,
0: like we said before, it's those small changes, and what's gonna happen when you do a bunch of little things to better yourself? You know, it's gonna turn into one big change. Mm -hmm. So I think, again, giving yourself credit for trying to do those small little things after, again, performing those small little things is really just key to feeling your best and being able to appreciate your body and which will eventually lead to feeling healthy in your body.
1: I like that. So we talked a little bit about mindfulness, but I think specifically talking about mindful eating is really one of the keys to success, especially if your goal is weight loss or just kind of being healthier in general. I find that this is huge for people, but mindful eating is really just being aware of what you're eating, how you're eating. And I think a key is slowing down. Often we're just eating so quickly, like on the go. Mm -hmm. And I'm like bored. I'm, like, a culprit of this. Like, I will eat my car, like, if I'm in a hurry or whatever. But trying to slow down in this crazy busy world and remembering that it takes 20 minutes for our brain to be signaled that we're full so that's kind of the reason we want to really take our time so some ways you can do this is like sipping on water and using smaller plates and even using like smaller utensils can be helpful really just trying to chew your food and eat very slowly try to avoid distractions like tv or your phone or working while you're eating because that's mine
0: yeah so bad Which actually one? so lately eating and working oh, yeah because one of my jobs i work as a bartender so i work at like a pub and there's bar food like yeah. everywhere and i've been trying to do this thing now where like before i eat something that i haven't brought myself mm-hmm. i literally just stare at it and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> sounds kind of depressing <laughs> i think and i'm like is this what i want to be putting in my body mm. you just have to look at it i mean your yeah. food food is fuel let's not forget that yeah that food is awesome and tastes incredible and is fun to eat it's a social thing it's a mental thing it's a physical thing but your body inside is using it to fuel you so i have a weakness for cheese and I'll, <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows this um and i'll just i'll like eat slices of cheese and i'll be like is this it am i really gonna just sit here and eat this cheese alone in the back of a bar?
1: did kind we of, mention kind that you're of like lactose <laughs> intolerant?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. But <laughs> but it's just almost like pep talking yourself kind of is yeah. part of it too for me. thinking about you and what's best for you and knowing that if you're gonna really put this into your body, you're gonna eventually deal with the consequences, which I'm not
1: trying to say be restrictive. Yeah. It's time and a place. And also like thinking about are you even hungry? Am I even is hungry? it a craving? It's it's really hard to tell. Right. Trying to recognize, you know, is this Actual hunger or is this, I just want to eat that because it will taste good and mm-hmm. make me happy. Completely. So I think that's some of the big keys to mindfulness. And I think we covered that for the most part. But moving on to maybe some other general recommendations that you may want to follow when you're starting to make some healthier choices. Yeah. So getting enough sleep, definitely important. Key.
0: Key, yes. And by enough, we mean not too much and not too little. Mm, Seven to Um, nine. Yep, seven to nine hours. Ciara and I have definitely been experimenting with this getting too much sleep thing Yes, because I was feeling really tired for the past month and I noticed that I definitely was just getting too much sleep, which I kind of thought was impossible because I have a weird schedule. Like some nights when I work my pub job, I'll come home at like three in the morning and I'll sleep till ten or noon or one and then other days I wake up at 6am and I work out and then I go to work. So you just Mm -hmm. need to be mindful of where you're life schedule is at and make sure that you're adjusting your sleep schedule accordingly because if you get too much sleep, you're going to feel really bad. Yeah. Terrible. Another one is also just trying to get exercise. So 30 minutes of exercise a day is what's recommended. Whether it's straight training, cardio, walking, running, really anything, swimming, swimming, just some sort of physical activity to get your heart rate pumping is another important factor of living a healthy lifestyle. And as well as consuming a sufficient amount of fruits and vegetables while staying within your personal energy needs. Keeping a variety of fruits and vegetables is also really important. So this is where that phrase that you may have heard people say, like, eat the rainbow or eat your colors. Just looking for different types of colors of in vegetables and fruits because all of those different colors are actually chemical makeups of different
1: types of nutrients that you're body loves and needs so important also trying to consume healthier fats so unsaturated fats which can come from nuts and seeds avocado oils like olive oil fatty fish so really just trying to make sure that you're adding in some healthier fats in your diet Going off of that,
0: we also want to touch on carbohydrates, so it's important to choose fiber-rich fruits, vegetables, and whole grains as well. I know a lot of the time people think carbohydrates, they think of like bread and starchy stuff like potatoes, but there are also, I mean, fruits and vegetables are made of carbohydrate. And whole grains, choosing whole grains, as opposed to things that are white or refined, just in case any of you guys don't know, a whole grain is not stripped of the bran and the germ, which are the parts of the grain that include the most fiber and nutrients
1: so i think just in general trying to consume more whole foods and trying to minimize eating you know those heavily processed foods last but certainly not least,
0: all of these things aid in managing stress. Mental health goes hand in hand with physical health and really shouldn't be forgotten when you're trying to reach your goals. It's definitely possible to forget about partaking in self-care, so making sure that you fulfill the needs of your brain and your mind as well as your body is critical in living a healthy lifestyle.
1: I completely agree. And I think that kind of wraps it up for today. We'll definitely be talking more about stress and sleep in some of our future episodes. But thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, and please rate us five stars. See you guys next time.